0: Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cosman. Our guest today is Aliza Ben Shalom. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do and where you live.
1: Absolutely. My name is Aliza and I work as a dating and relationship coach and a matchmaker for Jewish singles around the globe. And I'm currently living in Pardes Chana, Israel.
0: Awesome. So how did you get your job?
1: Good question, because I didn't like get a job. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) have actually had to build a business and I started out as a volunteer matchmaker on a dating website and I loved it and then I started to call singles and talk with them work with them and it became this whole thing and I I then and then I realized well this is more than just a volunteer activity like I I need to do this all the time and there's not a a degree for matchmaking and b there's no like center to go get a job in matchmaking (laughs) so i was motivated to build my own business and to be able to help people in a really meaningful way and to do it consistently and regularly
0: that's awesome so i guess like as of right now what does a typical day look like for you
1: calendar (laughs) (laughs) right now my typical day is really busy um I have a series of meetings, whether they're video, audio, uh, in person. A lot of my meetings are Zoom, similar to doing something like this. I meet with people, I talk with them, I work with them. I have a lot of WhatsApp chats moving with different clients and where we're at and who's dating whom. And, you know, this thing ended and this one started. And now we're sending out this profile and um, a lot of networking, a lot of collaborating, a lot of interviews and different things now that, the show jewish matchmaking has uh been released so there's a lot of excitement around that also so it's kind of back-to-back appointments unless i block it out i literally have like uh a section in my calendar where i just write the word block and it blocks people from being able to book and then i do things like go to the beach with my family and go out to dinner and we spend time together as well so
0: yeah. i'm jewish and i live in dallas texas like what do you recommend for somebody like myself i live in an area where there aren't many jews in terms of you know finding a match like you Know long distance dating has that affected? Like, what have you seen?
1: Oh, you're single,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, <Yay! laughs> okay, okay. Oh, now we're gonna have a good time. So, uh, mm-hmm. long distance dating, I'm a fan of online dating, uh, date, it doesn't matter. Put a word before it, dating, yes, okay? If it involves dating and helping somebody to find love and build a relationship that's gonna last a lifetime, I'm in, I'm very excited to do those things. Long distance can work, but you should have some basic guidelines. And I have a book called Virtual Dating, um, which was uh, released during the pandemic. And it talked more, th- more than long distance was virtual, meaning like, I don't even know when we're gonna see each other. It's not just a, a matter of being long distance. And that was something that I... um really helped people through so yes we can do long distance dating but probably even though you think that you've searched your whole world and your whole network where you live it's not true you probably didn't do what i would do (laughs) and and i can help you do it better either by like a be your own matchmaker course which we have which will teach you how to do what we do but to do it for yourself kind of like the diy matchmaking course or we can actually be your matchmaker and you know you can sign up and either do like the the base option of like online dating and things like that, where we have like 500 matchmakers that we're interconnected with that set people up, or we have like VIP matchmaking. And that's, you know, on the the higher end of things, but we literally just set people up for a living.
0: So, what do you think in terms of, for example, like I'm an entrepreneur and you know, I have a, like a different business, like having somebody that you're married to that also runs a business, you know, is that something that you think is effective or running like the same business like, and um, working together? Like what have you seen in terms of successful matches from that standpoint?
1: So you could totally ask my husband. We started out doing uh, another business together, which was the business that he was running, which was in interior design, blind shades, draperies. And we were doing that together for um, a couple years. And some couples work very well together, and it's an amazing match. They're amazing match professionally and personally. And other couples, it's like, nope. You go to work in the morning, boom. See you later, and and that's how it is. He and I have always been entrepreneurs. Always worked from home or within our you know local community, so we weren't very far from each other. And um, and we also you know like I run my business, and I'm an entrepreneur also. And for us, we just have the balance of. Work time, home time, right? Like just separate it. Take the phone, put it down. When we're at the dinner table, we're at the dinner table. We're not working, and we we work very hard not to work when we're spending our personal time together.
2: Cool, cool. So, uh, will you let me know? By the way, we have a a complete different relationship. Like uh, Daniel is from Dallas. I'm from Pakistan Lahore. He's Jew. I'm Muslim. <laughs> so but, but, but our oh, partnership is going really well so uh, would you let me know please uh what's the concept of soulmate i'm married daniel is still 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 uh, single so that's why i want to know about it
1: <laughs> okay fantastic we also have muslim christian hindu matchmakers all in our network yep So you don't have to worry. We always can help anybody. Uh, We (laughs) can at least be a matchmaker to find your matchmaker, but you're good. I'm glad you're married. (laughs) So in terms of soulmate, the way that I explain the Jewish concept of soulmate is that you look into the world, you basically say to everybody, no, no, no. You finally find somebody and go, yes, you're the one. I pick you. You're for me. You get married. In that moment that you get married, that's the moment that you create your soulmate. So if you you think about the word soulmate, soul, it's talking about the soul. This is not the body. This is the soul. This is the spiritual essence of ourselves. Any, any religion, I think, can relate to that. And mate is this partner that we choose to be our partner. And we have to combine the soul and the body in this world. And that happens... Uh, through the process of marriage. And you literally make a soulmate then. Now, the question is, do you have one soulmate only? So the rule goes like this. You can only have one soulmate at a time although i know some religions hold by having multiple wives and that's a different story <laughs> that's for that's for somebody who is an expert in that area but um at the moment we hold that there's you know one soulmate at a time and and if the person would god forbid pass away if there would be a divorce literally we are not just separating and being divorced we are separating souls and we are splitting them and therefore you become this kind of like free soul that can then reattach get married and and do it again how many soulmates can you have in a lifetime i don't know how many times do you want to be married that's really the question
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome. so what what's the role uh, what role does technology play in your business
1: technology modern day and matchmaking is huge it is extremely helpful and i think it's a tremendous resource when it's used the right way everybody's heard of apps and swiping and trying to find somebody apps make very good matchmakers the problem is that people themselves who are doing the swiping aren't always a good matchmaker so you really have to be trained how to use the technology to your greatest advantage so that you can get the right types of matches and that you can build good relationships with the right types of people other times technology it people have um a a very high rate of burnout because they don't use technology appropriately so the same way that if you use your phone watch television or you're on technology too much right why do we have the whole blue blue light and the screen and the glasses and that because our eyes get fatigued well the same way our bodies and our souls get fatigued from trying to find our soulmate and deal with the process so if you balance it and you do it properly technology can be your best friend and your best matchmaker if you don't balance it it's a problem and for us as matchmakers we use databases we collaborate with other matchmakers even base things like whatsapp we have conversations we're using facebook and social media and we're connecting with people for us technology made the world so much smaller and so much easier to do matchmaking or easier to at least find more appropriate matches
2: great so whether i am a tech guy and uh, most of my questions are tech related so please pardon me about it <laughs> so nerd is <laughs> <laughs> i have a lot of interest in ai so uh, i just wanted to know like uh, have you ever thought about implementing ai to maximize the efficiency in your business
1: yes absolutely so there's okay you might like this because you're a tech guy i think that you'll appreciate this there's ai which is the artificial intelligence and there's what i like to call YI, which is your intelligence and i don't <laughs> mind that we use ai as, as long as we don't delete and get rid of YI. as soon as no. you take out you the essence of who you are what you know and how you go about finding your person it starts to be problematic when we just use an algorithm to do the base. It it still can do a lot more than I, as an average human, can do in a fraction of the time. So there's a very strong place for AI, and I value AI tremendously, and especially modern AI, which is adaptive and learns and self-corrects to who I am. But I, I have a certain system that's called Soulmate Clarity, and it specifically will help you to figure out, is this your person, is this not your person, yes or no, or do you need more data, and if you need more data, what do you need? And my whole system will tell you that, but it's all based on why I, and as soon as I limit it and I make it only AI where, you know, you can plug and play with certain things and and you can't use what you want to say on your own, I think that it takes away from the accuracy, right? AI can still work. It will just be less accurate than if I was really able to fully express myself and not just express myself within a system.
2: Yeah, obviously, AI cannot uh, replace the YI, <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs>
1: it's going to be That's a new a term point. you're going to see in the ai world why i and you'll be like she said it here you heard it from her
2: <laughs> indeed indeed so by the way i was married um you know i have i have a, a complete uh story of how i married uh, so uh, my father uh, published uh Advertised, in fact, advertised uh, an ad in the newspaper here in Pakistan that this is our son and he is a nigger. He is a software engineer. So <laughs> one of one of the obviously my fa- my wife's family contacted me and after this I'm just I'm married I'm happily married with three kids. Uh, but what will it? Will you please tell me what it will take for people to start using matchmakers more? maybe then uh, dating applications or you think both are equally equally good
1: i think both are equally good yes i think that matchmakers are more personalized and Mm -hmm. are are more about a well-rounded process so There's finding the person, right? Doing the hunt and searching and finding the person. But then there's also figuring out, is it my person? It's coaching Mm -hmm. and it's talking through the process. It's about, oh, I don't know, maybe, uh, should, should I say yes? Should we get married? And closing the deal. And AI can't do any of those things. So when you're talking about a matchmaker, we're talking about a whole process of who you are, where you came from, where you are now, where you want to be in the next three to five years, building your family like you, married, kids right this is the direction i want to go and having clarity about that and and about making a plan to get there so that it's not only about finding my person but it's about building the life that i want to build so it's life coaching and relationship coaching and matchmaking and introducing all in one thing. I do think both have a place though, right? Somebody can use AI and they can use technology and apps to find somebody, but they could use a dating coach to help them through the process. That's the best of both worlds when you combine it. Or you can have a matchmaker who does the coaching and the introducing. That's also the best. But when we just use one individual part of the process without it being a whole, I think that it lacks a little bit and, and it's not as full-bodied of a process and eh, it's not as not as easy to get through it (laughs)
2: Uh, by the way Daniel is my friend a very good friend and I, I would like you to give a give some coaching uh about about matchmaking <laughs> do you about agree Indian? dan <laughs> sure 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 i'm all for it yeah he is still he's still single so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm excited that we get to match you this is great this is like, oh, so much fun
0: <laughs> so i have a question so like in terms of dating apps right because i think that you know one of the issues i've seen is you have like too many people that you're talking to at once like what do you think in terms of like for matchmaking compared to dating i think it's like even some dating apps that are more marriage-minded like jewish dating apps that you, you know you probably know all of a sudden you're like three matches at one time which i think can be sort of problematic you're talking to more than one person do you think that's a good thing or bad thing or what do you think about that
1: I think it is definitely a difficult thing when you're talking to more than one person. The challenge is that, first of all, the grass looks greener. Second of all, you play Mr. Potato Head. So I like this about this personality and I like this about her job and I like this about what she does and this about who she is. And oh, this one, I like her family. And all of a sudden, if I could just have each thing that I love from everybody and we just poof make the perfect person, then it would all work. But hey, since it doesn't come in one package, it doesn't matter. I got three suggestions today. I'll just wait for tomorrow because more suggestions will come so it makes us feel like there's endless possibilities so most people a they hit dating burnout b they lose motivation c they lose focus d they don't even remember what they're looking for anymore and and the last thing is that they compare each person that they're dating to the other people that they're dating and that's a mistake they should be comparing everybody that they date to themselves oh person A you and me are we a good match no okay next person B but instead they compare person A with person B oh person B is better than A I'll go with B but B is not right either A and B are both lousy you should say both no to both one just is better than the other but not for you. And so when you do date multiple people, and you're talking to people, that's what happens. And it doesn't usually lead to success, unless you're working with a coach who really can keep many people in their mind and go through it. But I don't like it. It doesn't, you know, oh, did I tell you that story? People have those conversations. Do you remember? Did I tell you that? Yeah. You know why you asked that? Because you told three other people that and you don't know if you said it to this girl. So now you're asking her if this woman remembers the story and you're like, oh, it doesn't even make you look good. So I don't highly recommend it. One person, eh. two if we have to, and it's a complicated situation. Three makes me unhappy.
0: That makes sense. So what trends are you seeing when it comes to young Jewish professionals when it comes to dating?
1: what was the first thing what what what
0: what, um trends are you seeing when it comes yeah trends
1: trends are a good question I mean I would say certain apps when they come out you know become very trendy right now somebody mentioned something called Loop have you heard of the Loop
0: yeah yeah I have one friend that was using it yeah
1: (laughs) okay so that's the whole thing and and is it going to be something that sticks or is it going to fall away? I don't know. It's been very popular. It allows friends to set friends up. I love that concept. Um, I personally didn't get on it yet because I just won't be able to handle the influx of of what would happen. Um, but I've I've you know viewed it from other people's profiles and uh, it looks actually very fascinating and most like something for example speed dating came out years ago over 20 years ago it was like a thing to do speed dating and now people are doing online speed dating right so you can meet somebody that we know in new york or baltimore or california and and you can just go on a speed dating date and as long, hey you're you're tech or you're behind the camera so it doesn't matter where you live we can move you anywhere so if we know that then we can really date from anywhere and and online speed speed dating things became a very popular thing too but i think Trends are like they like they pop in and they pop out. But but some things stick. So like speed dating, it stuck. People still do it in person. Now they adapted it. When the pen- pandemic hit, it was crazy. There were tons of matches made through online virtual speed dating. And when people could finally date in person, then they got the, you know, approval. Like, yay, actually I like them in, in the human form too, <laughs> not just through the camera lens.
0: So do you think that these um singles events are effective for young um, young singles when you have like 100 or 200 people at an event
1: okay so the, it, the question is how do you define effective
0: yeah uh, if okay. if
1: you want to know if 50 percent of the people meet their match from an event like that the answer is no out of 100 people if one couple got together i'd be thrilled okay one couple because 100 people let's call it 50 50 and say we have even numbers to make couples and pair up i would be thrilled if one couple came out of a meeting of 100 people so effective i mean matchmaking again to me is is the most difficult thing in the world to to do and to do well and i think that i think that everything has a purpose and we don't know where the match is going to come from so although one person might have met from that event and you're thinking wow i'm never going to an event again What you don't know is that I met a girlfriend there who introduced me to somebody else who a year later introduced me to somebody who introduced me to my person. And it all started because of that event. So one person got married from that exact event, right? One couple, but how many other matches and other things down the road were made? probably dozens so i do think that things are effective but i do think that people have to have proper expectations which is it's kind of like winning the matchmaking lottery if you are the one to find your person at the event you have now won the lottery somebody's gonna win and if you want to you know win you got to play just like the lottery says but don't just go looking for your person look for a friend look for a friend of a friend look for somebody that can network you and connect you to a matchmaker like look for the possibility of meeting your person in any way, shape or form.
0: So how did your show come to be? Did you have any hesitation in starting the show?
1: The show came into being because there was a show called Indian matchmaking, which was wildly popular on Netflix. And they're like, this is a brand. Let's do Jewish matchmaking. And Netflix was like, cool, find us a Jewish matchmaker. And uh, a girlfriend, a matchmaker of mine, was interviewed for the show. And she was like, "Elise, I don't really want to do this. So I gave them your number. You talk to them. You'd be good at this. And uh, and she passed it on to me. And it went through rounds and rounds of interviews um, i for sure had hesitations i think jewish people in general we've had difficult representations over the years and the likelihood of something coming out like good for me and good for the jewish people was definitely a, a risky thing and i Um, I did my best to line up all kind of like the checks and balances. You know, we had a Jewish producer on board and a religious producer on board, and we had people that were there to identify, um, all of the cultural and religious accuracy and things of that nature. And so, um, all the things that I had concerns about, we did address, um, and it, you know, it was something that was really important to me.
0: Awesome. So just to wrap, what advice do you have for someone that wants to be a matchmaker in 2023? I mean, what does it take to be in your position one day?
1: Oh, Well, I have a whole matchmaking training course. Uh, what it takes is a drive and a passion. What it takes is the understanding and the knowing that you will fail of the time, you will look like a complete failure. You will just set dozens and dozens and dozens of people up. And then eventually one person's going to get married and you will be like, yes, I did it. And then you will be like, oh, but I only made one match, but you didn't only make one match. You've made hundreds of matches and the right ones are the ones that work out. And the ones that don't work out in the meantime, it's at least given people hope, given them hopefully an appropriate date and an appropriate opportunity to meet somebody. And then you just rinse and repeat and you keep going and keep networking and and my my advice would be try to set up one person once a month, like look around, who do you want to set up, go look around, find somebody to set them up with, make a smart match. Don't just make a match because it's your monthly quota. Make a smart match and make make an effort consistently and on a monthly basis.
0: That's awesome. Well, Aliza, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate the, the uh, conversation and I really enjoyed it. So thank you.
1: Thank you, guys.
2: Thank Lizzie. Bye.
1: Bye.